Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to this week's uh, Keeping an Eye on the Geopolitical Ball with me, Jamie Shea, Senior Fellow at Friends of Europe. Well, uh, all of those people, including myself at one stage, who dabble in international uh, relations are, are used to the sort of perpetual cycle of hope and despair that global developments uh, confront us with. And, and nowhere has this sort of cycle of hope and despair been more true than of Africa. Uh, in recent times. Uh, back in the 19th century, it used to be called the Dark uh, Continent because very few people uh, knew much about uh, Africa. In recent years, that darkness, I must say, has given way to some shades of light. Uh, we have had some positive developments, particularly with the security situation in Africa. For example, a couple of years back, uh, peace between uh, Ethiopia and Eritrea and an agreement on the uh, border. Uh, we had in 2011 the end of the conflict between Sudan and breakaway South Sudan, with South Sudan becoming uh, an independent uh, nation. Uh, then we had a ceasefire uh, in the Tigray, uh, uh, a rebellious province of uh, Ethiopia. Uh, we had in 2015 a so-called Algiers Agreement, whereby the government in Mali uh, agreed to a ceasefire with the Tarag rebels uh, in the north and the start of a political dialogue. In Libya, uh, a country which almost fell apart uh, after the fall of Colonel Gaddafi in 2011, uh, the United Nations uh, doggedly uh, persisted with its diplomacy and negotiated uh, an agreement on uh, constitutional reform and elections, uh, the withdrawal of foreign forces, uh, and uh, the uh, disarmament of the various uh, militia groups, offering some hope uh, there as well. Um, in Sudan, uh, the dictator Omar el-Bashir, accused uh, uh, of war crimes, finally fell from power, and there was a dialogue between the military and the civilians on a return to civilian uh, government. Uh, for me, uh, also another sort of shining example of light in Africa was the growth of these international regional organizations, the African Union, uh, which uh, showed some teeth by organizing a peacekeeping deployment to Somalia, ECOWAS, uh, already in existence for nearly half a century, the Organization of West African States, uh, with 15 members, which in West Africa successfully mounted interventions uh, to restore peace uh, in Sierra Leone and uh, Liberia. Uh, we had a group called the IGAD, the Intergovernmental Association for Development in East Africa, uh, uh, which also uh, brokered uh, uh, ceasefires in Ethiopia, and the EADC, the East African Development Corporation, which helped the Democratic Republic of Congo to deal with M23 uh, models. In fact, ECOWAS was particularly successful uh, as an activist regional organization. It developed a policy against coup d'etat. It imposed sanctions on countries that had coup d'etat and military takeovers. It offered mediation to return countries to civilian uh, rule. It had a successful election uh, monitoring. Uh, and the uh, president uh, of ECOWAS, currently also the president of uh, Nigeria, Bolo uh, Tinabu, uh, even at one stage threatened a military intervention in Niger, uh, which had a coup uh, last year if it didn't agree to a, a short-term policy uh, a program of returning to a civilian uh, government. But just like a week is a long time in politics, so 
unfortunately, to a week could be a long time when it comes to security. And and this week has been a particularly bad week when it comes to backsliding uh, on the African continent. Mali has denounced uh, that uh, Algiers are called uh, and has uh, refused Algerian mediation uh, in the conflict with the insurgents in the north. Uh, spectacularly, three countries, Mali, Burkina Faso and Niger, have announced that they're withdrawing from ECOWAS uh, because they believe that the organisation has given them insufficient support in their fight against terrorism. In reality, they don't like the idea of ECOWAS pushing them back towards a civilian uh, rule. The International Criminal Court has announced that it's investigating the rapid support forces in the war in Sudan uh, for potential genocide of the non-Arab population in Darfur. In South Sudan, uh, fighting has broken out again between various groups belonging to the Dinka tribe in the Abaya region of the north of the country. In the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, the UN peacekeeping force, MONUSCO, has had to open a humanitarian corridor uh, for people in the North Kivu province to escape after renewed fighting with the M23 uh, rebels. Uh, the international forces have withdrawn uh, from the DRC and the DRC also wants to terminate its UN peacekeeping operation uh, by the uh, end of the year, similar to the way in which Mali and Burkina Faso have also terminated their uh, UN peacekeeping op uh, 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 operation. So these developments rather negative suggest that the old adage of African solutions to African problems in which we place so much hope a few years ago is beginning to run out of steam. Africa needs outside help, not in the form of colonizers, but uh, uh, partners. Uh, to some degree, this uh, has already begun in a rather negative way with the Russian Wagner mercenaries uh, 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 spreading out uh, in Sudan uh, in Burkina Faso, in the Central African Republic, and now uh, Mali as, as as well, or with interference of different countries in, in the conflict in uh, Libya. But there have been some more positive developments over the last couple of uh, days, which show that now the West is finally waking up to the importance of Africa and to the need to re-engage, not just re-engaging uh, to put out the uh, bushfires or the brushfires or for short-term crisis management, but a recognition that the only way to solve Africa's uh, security instability is in the longer-term development of the continent. So this past week, we had Tony Blinken, the uh, US Secretary of State, on a visit to Cape Verde, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, and Angola. Now, yes, he did talk a little bit about the traditional security priorities in terms of having more uh, uh, bases for American drones uh, now that the US is not operating any longer out of uh, Niger. But most of his discussions were on opening schools of journalism or uh, the way in which American uh, technology could help African farmers improve the quality of their seeds and their crops, and even the so-called Loboto Corridor, uh, where American investment will help to create a 1,300-kilometer railway linking the Atlantic coast of Africa with the Indian Ocean uh, on the other side, uh, a corridor through Angola, Zambia, uh, the DRC, and, and uh, Tanzania, which would considerably boost the ability of Africa to trade uh, 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 internally, and not just with the outside world and to ship precious metals like manganese or cobalt or copper uh, uh, from one 
port uh, to uh, another. Another initiative took place in Rome this week where Giorgio Maloney, the Italian Prime Minister, uh, invited a number of African leaders to launch the so-called Matai program of Italy, promising to invest 5.5 billion uh, euros in in job creation, in greening the economies, in infrastructure programs and investments uh, over uh, the next uh, decade. Now, the Italian offer uh, was not entirely altruistic. Last year, Italy had to receive 152,000 illegal migrants uh, from Africa across the Mediterranean, 47,000 more than in uh, 2022. And Maloney's offer of aid is very much linked to the willingness of the African partner countries to do more uh, to curb uh, uh, the smugglers and the illegal migration operations. But nonetheless, the American initiative, the Italian initiative, do show that there is now a new awareness in the need to engage with Africa, establish relations of confidence with the country's concern and to commit to long-term development programs, which alone at the end of the day can solve the chronic insecurity problems. Now, the uh, Secretary General, the chair of the African uh, Union Commission, uh, Musa Faki Mohammed, was also in Rome and he said, we are not beggars and we're not looking for charity. This is quite right. He called for a paradigm shift in the European approach to Africa towards that long-term engagement. I agree. That ultimately is what we're going to need. We're embarking on a long uh, journey here. But at least this new international engagement with Africa does offer us some hope that we will in future go have more lightness uh, than darkness on what we have called in the past the dark continent. Thank you for listening today. uh, And I look forward, of course, to uh, having you uh, listen to me uh, uh, on next week's Keeping an Eye on the Geopolitical Ball. Farewell from Brussels for now.